You're listening to the Double Happy Podcast with Rebecca Hildebrandt and Nick Lange. also very excited yes if you don't know we have two cats yuna and sullivan and yuna we had to lock away because she was getting very curious at all of the recording equipment that we have set up currently and uh it, it was just going to be a recipe for disaster so we decided to lock up one animal but leave one animal free and uh i don't are, are we are, are we regretting it potentially so if you hear lots of muse it's coming from sullivan <laughs> uh, he's part of the conversation, so enjoy that. That's good. So, love, how you been? Great. It's December. Mm-hmm. This is the last month of the year. Yeah, we're 2019. We're recording this on December 2nd, uh, 2019. There's only tw- 29 days left in the year. It's less, mm-hmm. less, it's less than a month. I don't, I'm not good at math. Is it 31 days? Yeah, you're right. Okay, I, don't know. I had to think about that. Anyway, don't don't think about the day count. There's less than a month left. Even if we round up and there's an entire month, that's it's only one month left in an entire year. So uh, just right off the bat, I want to ask you how you feel about how your 2019 went. Ooh, I think it went really well. I think there were a lot of changes, a lot of challenges. And a lot of growth. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm excited for 2020. I think it's going to be even better. All the work that we have been doing, all that the effort um, is leading up to some really awesome stuff, including this podcast. Nice. Yeah, because we weren't doing a podcast at the beginning of the year together. And we are, we are now. So like right off the top, like we've had that cool sort of collaboration happen in one, one year. Mm -hmm. And if, I don't remember if we said it already. And if you're just tuning in now, it kind of started off as a joke, this podcast. And um, now it's a reality and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, hopefully it's bringing a little bit of positivity into your life. And I think that's like the big takeaway from the year 2019 uh, for, for me personally is just the amount of connections that I've been able to make, the amount of amazing conversations I've been able to have with a microphone and without a microphone, you know, even us just chilling in bed, cuddling, just the amazing deep conversations that we get to talk about, all the hard stuff, all the good stuff and everything in between. It's been really nice. And what brings it to like a head, especially when you have the conversation of the last month of the year, this is when all that procrastination starts to starts to show itself, and uh, 
I've been doing a lot of procrastinating and I don't know how I'm supposed to get everything that I planned for myself done in less than 30 days. I'm going to need a lot of help. Well, this is when that fire gets lit under your ass. <laughs> it's true. It's going to be nice. We'll, 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 at, least, at least it keeps you warm. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Life's not boring. <laughs> so how, how does it make you feel knowing that there's just a little bit of time left? Do you feel like you've been procrastinating and leaving stuff? Or do you feel like this is sort of going the way you planned it and wanted it to go? Mm, well, I've always been a procrastinator. So yes, there are things that I've put off. But I feel like I've done more in the past couple of weeks than I have in the past couple of months. That's intense. So, yeah. Things are happening. As someone who's been watching all these things happening, I'm super proud of you. Everything you've been able to do, all the, all the things you've been able to accomplish, all the new things you're trying out. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> it's going to be good. So the, that's the second thing I wanted to talk about is sort of just what's important to us this holiday season. Obviously, it's a brand new, brand new month. It's December. Uh, December does have a place in everybody's hearts uh, knowing that it's the holiday season. So the holiday season to most, most everyone is family the holiday season to everyone this holiday I, I don't know what i'm trying to say i'm trying to watch you do this what are you doing <laughs> sorry no i just did you do it? yeah yeah okay uh sorry we had a little bit of a, of a of a sound issue i just wanted to make sure that it was uh taken care of but what's important to us this holiday season rebecca um well i would say Obviously, it is spending time with family, but unfortunately for us, um, our family is not here. So spending time with each other and our friends, our ab adopted families, uh, taking care of ourselves, making sure that we're eating, getting <laughs> enough sleep. Yeah, with, with the... With family not being so close, one thing that I am very thankful for going into the holiday season is really taking stock in the importance of being with family. We did just come back from a couple of trips across Canada, one to Kenora, Ontario, and Brandon, Manitoba, and another to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And in those two trips that we had, three if you really think about it, it really it wasn't lost on me, the importance of the proximity to family and being able to be there and spend time with, uh, with, with everyone who's important to us and be able to actually make those connections and those bonds a little bit more substantial, a little bit more forever-like. I agree. And I feel like the older we get, the more that not only is it really nice to spend time with family, but to dig into our own history. Oh, yeah. And learn about, you know, where my grandmother came from, where your grandmother came from, and the things that she grew up doing, and how she came to Canada. So, 
you tell everyone about your grandma. <laughs> I actually, this is this is when who I am really comes to roost is I was told and I immediately don't remember because uh, I can't remember a damn thing. Uh, from what I remember, I found out that my history is Scottish. Uh, my grandmother is a Shaw. And that's literally the extent of everything that I've remembered. I know there is a lot more to it, and you probably remember everything better than I do. But that's that's the, the extent of it. And, you know, I, I always knew that I was, like, British or, like, from the island sort of situation going on there in Europe. So that's not new to me. I would assume that there would be some, like, intermingling of peoples. You know, you can't really go far. It's all there. So it makes... I'm not totally surprised by it. You know, if, they, if I found out I was German, I'd be surprised. But I'm Scottish. Makes complete sense. Scottish, English, that kind of combination. Because mm-hmm. your grandma grew up in London, England? Yeah, London, England. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't, and again, memory, I don't remember what part. And that matters whether you're North, South, East, or Western Londoner, right? Like that's a big part of your identity. And uh, I honestly don't remember don't remember which uh, which orient- orientation she is. So that goes to show that it's really important to maybe record <laughs> these moments with our family mm-hmm. in some sort of way, so we can remember them and have that memory with us for the rest of our lives and pass it down to generation into generation. That's true. What's What's all the more embarrassing is that I did bring a recording setup to Kenora to for the express purpose of recording, right? And just I never used it once. Just didn't feel like I had the opportunity or that it felt right. It'll happen. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll be able to make that happen. That's def- that. That's good. So, I mean, with the conversation of what's important to us this holiday season or in during the entire holiday season is there anything else that we wanted to bring up okay so we talked about importance of family the for me the importance of self-care um what else is yeah what else is important to us like for me personally, it really doesn't have anything to do with like the traditional holiday season. My favorite day of the year is January 1st. And that's just literally, literally the first day of the new year is when you really get to put that mark in the sand of when the future becomes now, right? That doesn't really, really register in my head until that January 1st. And what I love about the holiday season is it's a big lead up to that. You know, I love making yearly lists. I love making bucket lists and stuff like that. And for me, the holiday season is almost completely centered around just personal progress. You know, it's not really like Jingle Bells and Rudolph and like hot cocoa for me. It's or presents or anything. It's all about, okay, so how many CDs am I going to make? You know, like how many shows am I going to play? Who am I going to visit? What food am I going to try? Little things like that. Those goals. Non-stop. 
That's what you're all about. I, I, I do my best, but procrastination gets the best of me. <laughs> As it does all of us. Um, yeah, the holiday, I guess since we've been in London for about six years-ish, holiday, I guess I'm going to talk. start talking about holiday traditions. They've shifted for me because growing up in a fairly um, Christian-dominant uh, family, obviously going to church was super important, and doing that on Sunday, on Christmas Eve, and singing carols. Wait, I don't want to interrupt your story, but I, I just don't know how this works. Uh, church on Christmas Eve, that's the 24th? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, Church on Christmas cool. Eve. My apologies for my ignorance, but I just I, I put zero brain effort into understanding this. So, on the twenty fourth of December, you guys would go to church at night. Or yeah, at night. Know, at night, like how late? I don't, I don't know, like five, six. Okay, just like dinner service type thing. Yeah. Okay, that's that's nice. Yeah. So I continue. I wasn't aware that that was a um, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So going to church and then at least for my parents and I we were like the very few who would always get a Christmas like a real Christmas tree we would get one from a family friend um out in the boonies or the country whatever you want to call it the boons the boons and we would do that sometimes as late as Christmas Eve we would go out and usually because we are both from Kenora, Ontario, so northwestern Ontario, very cold, very snowy. So we would take a snowy drive out into the country, find, uh, pick up a Christmas tree from our family friends. Thankfully, they already cut it down for us. And then we would have to wait a night and then the next day we would um, decorate a Christmas tree. And then those were like my, the most memorable Christmas traditions, but I have a pretty small family, just my parents and I for the most part. Hmm. So that's what Christmas used to be like. Yeah. So what, what, what's been like the big transition or like what, what are the traditions that you kept or what are what are some new traditions? Well, I feel like since being here in London, every Christmas we try to gather with our friends or anyone who doesn't have anywhere to go and celebrate and have dinner, have drinks and talk, play games. And just make it this really, like, nice, communal, like, quality time together. Yeah. I never really thought about that as tradition. But is it interesting that you that you bring that up? Because it's something that we do quite frequently. It's like a misfits Christmas. Yeah, exactly. You know, people with nowhere to go. It's like, come chill with us. Mm-hmm. Low-key, no. Just come as you are, and I'll feed you. <laughs> getting hungry just thinking about it 
And that's good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, hearing, you know, your traditions past and traditions sort of present just as, as someone who isn't very traditional and someone who doesn't really just observe those those patterns. It's uh, interesting what what makes a tradition a tradition. Uh, repetition. Yeah, based, that that's all it really is, right? Just doing it year after year after year. And then it, I don't know, is that, what is the definition of tradition? We're going to look that up. Yeah, the, the definition of tradition is uh, the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation, or the fact of being passed on in this way. Uh, mm. The doctrine believed to have a divine... No, no, that's a different tradition. That's a religious tradition. But yeah, transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. Just, it's what people did, so I'm going to keep doing the things that the people did, by the sounds of it. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I still think it's sort of tradition, but they're more so saying that it'd be passed down from, like, our parents to us to our future children or something like that yeah because like even the littlest things could be tradition like what you put on the top of your christmas tree the christmas tree in of itself is tradition mm-hmm. right it was passed down it's like well dad and mom did it why not me true yeah. unless is that the wrong way of thinking about tradition I don't know. Yeah. Is there a wrong way of thinking about tradition? Stop it. That's the right way. But that's that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> what what whatever they were doing, just do the opposite. That's that's bad advice. <laughs> but the there there's a obviously you guys have been listening to this long enough that you know that we have a section dedicated to hard talks. Uh, I just wrote this down so Rebecca has no idea that this exists because she's not looking at her notes. Uh, the, there is a, a section in every podcast dedicated to uh, a difficult discussion. And for me, one thing that's been on my mind that I wanted to bring up that we can all talk about, especially now going, leading up to you know, New Year's resolutions, uh, reflecting on the year behind us and you know, what we, what we're happy we did, what we're unhappy with ourselves that we didn't do, little things like that. The hard talk I wanted to have is uh, just the ability for us to dedicate ourselves to a task to get a result. Like, uh, that's what I have written down here, like why we fail to dedicate ourselves to a task that takes a lot of work and uh, why we would rather take the easy way out and satisfy ourselves immediately rather than delay gratification to uh, get a certain result. And I think when you have a conversation with anybody who's making New Year's resolutions or New Year's plans or what they're, how, what they're going to change in the next year, I think that, that the conversation is always about what they want to do versus what they actually do and how there's this consistency of self-sabotage for the easy thing or falling back in your patterns or your traditions or 
or whatever, instead of actually doing the work that's required to dedicate yourself to a real result. So in that conversation, Ahar talks about dedicating yourselves to New Year's resolutions. Like, how can we dedicate ourselves more fully? And how can we apply ourselves to our New Year's resolutions? Or how can we quickly catch up to our procrastinated plans to make sure that they're done? Like, how does that hard talk sort of fall on, fall on you, love? Hmm. Well, I guess I think about what could potentially, you know, what I could potentially, like, do to not take the easy road is just to remind myself that it's okay to fail and to ask for help when I need it. I feel like those are two things that I've been working on lately that as like a uber procrastinator um, to complete things is just doing it and not being afraid of failing and making mistakes along the way. I think we tend to beat ourselves up a lot about making a thing perfect or making sure that it's good enough for the the rest of the world when all we should do is just, I don't know, do your best to complete it to your best uh, ability and put it out there. And it's been really helpful to have you help me push outside of my comfort zone and just get things out there instead of delaying it, thinking that it's never quite ready enough. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because that fear of it not being ready is all self-imposed at least in my observation of most things, when people should be documenting or sharing the act of doing rather than manufacturing this image of what they want people to see. They should just be documenting their efforts. And that, that, always, that always goes over well with people and always inspires people. But even, like this episode, obviously we're we're recording this on December 2nd. We'll be releasing it sort of midway in the month, closer to Christmas. Is there anything about, you know, like dedication or delayed gratification or at least in terms of like gift giving or gift buying or or any sort of like holiday spirit sort of perspectives that we could uh, talk about or leave people with? A little bit something to chew on. Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe you can lead lead with an example yeah. here. Well, like the first thing that comes to mind is like if everybody just sort of imagines their situation, you just slow down, take a breath, and then think about all of the presents you have bought are buying or still need to buy you know how how much of 
those things are going to cost you money and how much of that money is worth X amount of your time, right? Like someone who makes $20 an hour and versus someone who makes $10 an hour, obviously that time difference is doubled, right? So there's that, that double sacrifice that happens in that algorithm. But especially coming up in the new year and with the gift-giving season, one perspective I might sort of want to have people focus on is that a lot of your stress and anxiety can probably come from a financial situation. And a month like December, you're sort of sabotaging yourself so that the start of your year is sort of, I don't know if this is the right term, but sort of neutered. You can't really do the things you want to do or invest in yourself or your family the way you want to invest because you were buying silly things for silly reasons, for traditional reasons. And that's sort of getting in the way of the result that you're looking for, right? Because that dedication is your work. That dedication is your is your financial re- reward. And then you're spending that on things that you don't really need to be getting people like I don't know if that's something that resonates with most of the people that are listening but I I think that's something that I want to leave them with but what would you say I definitely feel like the whole gift gifting gift giving there's a there's a shift happening even though I work in the retail world and I'm fully exposed to that just consumerism and the constant consumption of product and buying of product. And I am seeing shifts of people buying less and a little bit more mindfully. And instead of buying for a whole family of people, it's just like the family together chooses one person and they buy for them. So in the end, meaning that you're not spending all of your money buying gifts for every single person in your family. You're just buying for one person. Okay. So that kind of shift is happening in the kind of traditional Christmas gift giving, which I'm a big fan of. I, I feel like it's a a shift in the right direction to consuming less and not putting such a huge drain on our wallets. Mm -hmm. So, and I also see a lot of people who do really kind of philanthropic, I can't say the word. Philanthropic. Philanthropic type um things during christmas holidays so maybe they like the whole family will go and volunteer at a kitchen soup kitchen or maybe they decide that their christmas gift is they're going to put together all these christmas boxes for families um who are in in need and i feel like that shift to gratification instead of just getting like things is is like bigger mm-hmm. than that it just it's 
reaching, you know, a, a broader spectrum of people and it's more meaningful than, oh, great, I just got a pair of socks. Actually, socks are pretty great, so. Socks are dope. Love socks. But no, that's, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, my business, Tech Tavern, I recently pulled my, uh, my customer base. And di- this isn't for Christmas. This is Black Friday, so it's a little bit different, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But 83% of the people polled said that no, they were not buying anything uh, new electronics specifically uh, on this buying holiday. It's literally the best deals of the year on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Here in Canada, Boxing Day like competes with that, but still it's on par with Black Friday, not much better. And so 83% of people said that they were not buying, and 17% of people said that they were buying something electronic-related on uh, that shopping holiday. So like that's, that's a pretty big discrepancy. So I think that you're right that the minds are shifting in regard to what habits people are okay with keeping or like buying traditions. I don't know if that's, that's kosher, or, but you're definitely seeing a shift in, in what people are putting their attention to and what people are, are voting with the mighty dollar for. And I'm seeing a lot of, a lot more people shop locally and shop small, which I'm a big fan of because Behind those small businesses are people like us, people like you, who are just trying to live out their dreams and working hard every day and being courageous and not afraid to fail because it is such a big risk when you're just one or two people trying to make a living. That's true. So, oh. That's really good discussion. I really like that. Uh, I like that when we have these discussions about the difficult things, that there's always something productive that comes from it. And I hope that uh, you listening can take a, a couple pieces of information and chew on it and apply it to your life and your situation, and that you can come out on top, more informed, more prepared, and more ready to do the right thing, to be as happy as possible and kick ass while doing it. Uh, but with that hard talk, I sort of want to transition to the last thing that we were going to talk about today, which is sort of our pre-New Year's resolution plans, sort of what we, before we decide what we're doing, what we think we want to do. So basically brainstorming what's going to be on our New Year's resolution plan or what's going to be on our New Year's resolutions. I don't really know how to how to sort of talk about that. I'm a list guy, so I always sort of visualize it in terms of lists. Uh, but Becca, what are you thinking about for your pre-New Year's resolution plans here at the end of 2019? What do you want to add to your list to complete 2020 to the to uh, your bucket list standards? Well, I feel like 2020, I need to keep the momentum of all the things that I've accomplished in the past like month or two and keep that going whether it be with my yoga and creating that relationship with my students to create content and to really just not be afraid to put myself 
out there. Good. Yeah. So it's only December 2nd, but just as a little challenge. So anybody listening right now, where would they be able to find you? Like, where do I teach? Anything. Mm, anything. Well, you can find me. Um, my Well, my website, for one, RebeccaHildebrandt.com. And you can also find my classes at Shangri-La Yoga, Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. And also at Fitness Forum on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. That's where you can find me. I like your fitness farm class a lot. That's fun. Thank you. <laughs> so, like, that's that's an example of sort of right away, you know, making yourself a little bit more vulnerable, right, and actually telling people about your stuff. So, like, what, what else is on your list? Keeping up momentum? Mm, that's a big one. And then also just doing this podcast. This is a big leap. I feel like for both of us and already I'm very grateful for all the kind things and the support that our friends and family have given us. So we just want to continue to create um, these conversations and hope that we can inspire others to do cool shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so true yeah this this podcast especially its release schedule like everything's super loose everything's super just by the feels we release it when we want to release it the schedule is sort of you know just here or there two episodes a month one at the beginning of the month, one in the middle of the month, repeat, repeat, repeat. But it's nice that that we can sit down and have those meaningful conversations with some sort of, oh, it's almost like for me, these conversations are sort of like therapy in that they come at interval times and always right when I feel like I need them. So it's really nice to always be able to sit down with you and talk about it all. I agree. Now, tell us. Everyone wants to hear what are your pre-resolutions, goals, dreams. Well, the way that I do my resolutions, my New Year's resolutions, is the same way I do my to-do lists, where anything that I didn't get done in the previous day gets moved over in top priority to the next so my pre-New Year's resolution plans, I already know the things that I don't get done in December are going to get carried over to the top of my list of things to do in 2020. So at the top of my list is, uh, is taking care of my physical self. So uh, I have this issue where the only thing I care about is my brain. And I don't care about my body at all. Uh, but I found something that actually makes me care about my body, and it's called hockey. So I'm going to practice the hell out of hockey and uh, I'm going to do some cardio work out and try to be a better hockey player which by proxy is going to uh, it's tricking me into actually taking care of my physical body because I want to be good at hockey but I don't want to be a good human it's a weird thing 
hey, if it works. Exactly, exactly. Can't, can't complain with results. So that metric that I have there is, you know, it's very one-punch man style. I want to be able to do a certain amount of push-ups. I want to be able to do a certain amount of running. I want to be able to do a certain amount of sit-ups and maybe some pull-ups, stuff like that. But, like, right off the bat, the, the one piece of information that I have that would be a huge, a huge win for me is if I could do 25 push-ups in a row, no break. That would be nice. 2020, it's coming. That was on my 2019, and I didn't do anything to get there. I think I topped out at 14 or 15 push-ups. So I got to carry that over. I lost it all, by the way. I can barely do like three or four. <laughs> we'll get uh, it back. It's bad. So, and then the next thing that's being carried over is music-related stuff. I'm writing a CD. It's a homage to Satan. It's a very not double happy appropriate, but uh, the CD is called Inferno. And uh, I'm going to be finish writing that and uh, do some orchestration, do some lyrics, uh, and get that beast finished for 2020. Uh, that's definitely going to be the best piece of music that I've ever been a part of in my entire life and uh, probably the best thing I'll ever write in my life. And I can't wait to, to start the demoing process of that. And then uh, I got to see a dentist. That's on my list of things to do. I just don't have benefits or anything, but I really got to get someone to look at my teeth. It's been a long time. Yeah, we got to make it happen. Yeah, it's the one thing that making these these New Year's resolutions has really brought to life that most of the things I write down now, like you can see them change because I write everything down, but you can see them change from year to year where like if you go back 10 years, most of my the things that I got to do are like online courses or you know, or it's mostly like mental, mostly like mental skill sets or something like that. And recently it's changed from that to actually completing stuff and doing things. So I think that mentally I have most of the things that I need. Now it's just about addressing the, f the physical self. And I think that's what most of that's going to be. Obviously I have my creative goals with music and such, but... But that, but that's that's top of the top of the list. Also, uh, also seeing family, spending more time with families, especially with the trips that we just had, has really brought that to the forefront. That I really want to spend more time with family. Yeah, I second that too. I think uh, another trip to Vancouver is probably in order. That'd be so nice. Mm -hmm. So BC friends, at some point we're coming for you. We'll bring the microphones. That'll be fun. But that's that. That's basically everything that that I wrote down that I wanted to touch on. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about while we still have everything rolling? Uh, no. I think that's that's about it. Cool. Just want to thank you guys all for listening, for tuning in to episode four of the Double Happy Podcast. Uh, if you guys have any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share with us, uh, you can hit us up at the website, doublehappy.ca. Uh, it's just super easy, doublehappy.ca. You'll be able to send us a message, send us an email, and listen to uh, all the previous podcasts that we have posted and all future podcasts that will be posted. So you, you'll be able to find that information there. Uh, if you want 
to message me personally, you'll be able to find everything at uh, nicklonge.com, N-I-C-H-O-L-N-G-E.com. Uh, all my social media is the end is Nick. Uh, that's T H E E N D I S N I C H. That's Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything. It's uh, that's that that's where you'll be able to find me, and uh, we'll be able to talk about our dreams, our uh, our dedication to results, what's important to us, and uh, how crazy it is that time moves so fast. So fast. <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to plug before we sign off? No, I think I already, oh, well, I guess if you want to follow me on Instagram at R-H-I-L-D-E and we can talk yoga or if you have any questions about yoga postures or anything, just send me a message. Let me know. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and We know that Christmas is going to be just a week away from when you're listening to this. So just take, take a minute, take some time to just let all the anxiety, all the worry and all the panic. Just remember that all those feelings you're feeling now are completely temporary and that you'll be back to normal come January 1st, the most important day of your life. And that's when it all begins anew. So close your eyes. Take three breaths in. Three breaths out. You got this. Go get him, tiger. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All right, cheers, everybody. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. And Happy New Year.